Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Inside Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland and Will Vandervoort. Coming up, well, it was an interesting time in Tallahassee, Florida this past Saturday. I will tell you all about my first-hand account of what happened and why those coming after Dabo Sweeney are dead wrong and why Sweeney had every right to be mad after the Seminoles postponed last Saturday's game. LeVon sheds his feelings on the situation, too. We will break down the whole event of last Saturday as well as discuss the aftermath and the potential fallout from the controversy in Tallahassee. Don't worry, we're talking about the college football playoff rankings, too. The Tigers come in at number three this week in the initial first rankings. Me and LeVon will break down the rankings and why Clemson was picked ahead of Ohio State by the playoff committee. Of course, we'll talk about the pick game and the matchups and the concerns we have for Saturday's home finale in Death Valley. It's time to talk Clemson football with former Clemson All-American and Pittsburgh Steelers great LeVon Kirkland. But before we get going, the NFL season is hitting the backstretch. My Steelers are undefeated. Can they keep it going? It will be interesting to see since their game with the Ravens was moved to Sunday, meaning the Steelers have officially lost their open week this year. How much will that matter on Bet Online? So what you need to do is go check out the action on Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. All right, happy Thanksgiving, LeVon. How are you doing today, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing well. How about you, sir? Oh, man, I tell you, I am tired. Are you? Oh, my gosh, man. And, and, you know, we're going to jump right into it, talking about all the mess that uh, happened down in Tallahassee. I was in Tallahassee, Mm. um, went down to cover the game, and um, got down there Friday night. And um, on my way over to the stadium, I left my hotel about 845 and checked out. We had to check in by 915. Uh, to go through all the COVID stuff. And um, right. so I go over to uh, CVS across the street to get my, uh, to get some new batteries just in case for my tape recorder, my, so my voice recorder in case, you know, I, a battery runs out or something. So um, as I'm coming back out, my boss calls me and he's like, Hey, I want to let you know the game's postponed. Now I didn't believe him because all week long we've been joking around because this is the first chance this year that we got a chance to go cover a road game. And right. so, you know, I was like, we were joking, like, yeah, watch you get all the way down there and the game gets postponed. So he, he tells me this and then I'm like, sphere. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you're kidding. Right. And he's like, and I might laugh and he's like, no, serious. The, the, the game's postponed. I'm like, yeah, you're kidding. Right. And he's like, no, serious. ACC just sent the release out. The game's postponed. Don't go to the stadium. I'm like, so then it was like I had to go right back across the street to the hotel again. And since I checked out, I didn't have a place to go. So I just sat in the lobby, and then I tried to figure out everything that was going on, the Clemson side of it, the Florida State side of it. Spent the next three hours um, in the hotel lobby working, trying trying to get the scoop and do all that stuff. So, man, that started this, and I've been going all the way through <laughs> to right. now so mm-hmm. that that's that's kind of why i'm a little tired i can imagine <clears throat> i can imagine you know i thought about this whole situation i kind of <clears throat> thought like what relates to this situation you go to a game you're ready to play and your opponent says 
No, we're not going to play. You, you give them options and no, we're not going to play. You give them another option. No, you're not going to play. I don't know about many guys out there, but I know about this guy. This is like you're driving two hours to go to be on a date with this girl. Right? Yeah. You call, you, when you get on the road, you call them and say, are we still good for the date? She says, yes, we're still good. So you drive. It's about a two-hour drive. You get there, right? You have like a room or whatever because you're probably going to stay overnight because you're anticipating that this date is going to last for at least to 12 or 11 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So you get there. You call her up. And guess what? She's No, you go to her place, and she's not ready. And she said, well, I can't go on the date. Well, why can't you? She gives you a bunch of excuses, blah, blah, blah. So you say, okay, well, maybe we could do it again um, tomorrow. I'm here until the weekend. No, no, I'm doing my hair, and I'm washing my dog and all that stuff. Okay, so what about Sunday? Can we possibly do maybe brunch on Sunday? Oh, no, my girlfriend's supposed to come back or whatever like that. And you say, well, fine. And at this point, you really don't like that woman anymore. But she has the audacity to say, well, how about so-and-so you come back and we can go on that date? And you're like, no way I'm coming back driving two hours to go on the date when I'm here already and we could have did our date already. This is kind of what that feels like. You have this date, you did everything, you planned it out, and now they don't want to go on the date. Mm-hmm. This is what it, I'm telling you. This is what it feels like, and I can understand the frustration on the Clemson side. I get it. It, it is because, as you mentioned, you know, and 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 I know a lot of people around the country are. They're like saying Dabo's acting like a baby and all this stuff, and Dabo doesn't think Corona's important, and and that's not what he said. And that's what people need to understand why Dabo Sweeney and Clemson is so mad. They say Dabo attacked Florida State when the uh, it's the other way around. Florida State attacked Clemson. They're the ones that said Clemson's protocols weren't good. They're the ones that say they they didn't think they were good enough, so they didn't want to play. Now, so let me throw this stat at you. Leading up to, in you know today, you know, and, and actually let's go to leading up to last Saturday. Okay, of the games canceled previous to the Clemson Florida State game, it's somewhere around forty four, forty five or so. Levon, not one time in those games was the mm-hmm. team who did not have the COVID issues cancel the game. Right. Every time, like when LSU canceled with Alabama. It was LSU that called Alabama and says, we're having COVID issues. We can't play this week. When right. Notre Dame canceled with Wake Forest earlier this year, it was Notre Dame who called Wake Forest and says, we can't play this weekend because we're having COVID issues. This is the first time where a team comes down, makes the trip. They mm-hmm. have one player test positive. There's a, And I'll get into all that protocol stuff here and how it works for the ACC. But they did everything you're supposed to do. And then Florida State comes in and says, we don't feel safe enough. Now, that's fine. That's their prerogative. But they they met the, they, they for some reason, and this is what people aren't understanding, Florida State said they have their own set of rules and they don't really care what the ACC rules are. Mm. Because Clemson followed ACC protocol. 
Clemson followed it to a T. Mm-hmm. And Clemson has dealt with this all year long with some other teams and themselves as well with going to other places. Never has been an issue. All of a sudden, here comes Florida State saying they don't feel comfortable. This is the same Florida State team that, by the way, LeVon, um, had a issue where a player left just that week, opted out because he said he didn't feel safe with Florida State's protocols. Hmm. He publicly said that. He opted out. They had players throughout the season that have opted out for these same reasons. They almost had a mutiny in the summertime because the coach lied about protocols, COVID protocols. And now everybody in the country attacking Dabo Sweeney for being mad when Florida State called out with their actions, called out his his um, medical team and said that his right. medical team was wrong. And so and, and so people know the history behind it. Clemson, this is what happened. So on Sunday, a player or uh, started feeling a little sick, told trainers about it. Clemson was doing a test anyway that day. Um, so he he did the test anyway. But then he still felt like, you know, he wanted to do his own. So he went and got his own test, too. Came back negative. All right. Had symptoms on Monday. Came back negative. The test that he took on Sunday with Clemson came back negative. So that's two tests, two negatives. Uh, Tuesday, he still was a little symptomatic. They held him out. So he didn't practice Monday or Tuesday. Right. He'd had two tests already at this time. They both came back negative. Clemson. He took a test on Wednesday, which is part of the ACC deal. They take a test on Sunday, Monday, and Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday. So he took the next ACC test on Wednesday. Um, had no symptoms. They let him practice because he already had two negatives. So they let him practice and um, got the results back from the test on Wednesday. It was negative. He showed no symptoms. They let him practice. Okay. So you're following all protocols right now. Friday. He showed no symptoms. He's already had three negatives. All right. So they're letting him practice, you know, so they let him get on the plane because he has no symptoms. When they get to Tallahassee, because they took the test Friday morning, an independent ACC uh, people that do the test, you know, they got the results back that night when they got off the plane, showed that he was positive. So what did Clemson do? They immediately went into protocol. He was isolated. He was put back on the plane and sent back to Clemson. Clemson then did what they're supposed to do. They contacted Florida State and told Florida State what had happened. At that time is when Florida State, I'm assuming, being that uh, Norville was on the call listening, that they Norville said this in his press conference on Monday, that uh, that's where the situation escalated. And, uh, that's, and then so they obviously talked about it all throughout the night. And then his medical team went to Clemson's medical team and told them they weren't going to play on Saturday morning. That's how it all went down. Right. Well, okay. You did such a good job of breaking that down. I'm going to go on the common sense um, method here. It just really smells funny, and I'm not really buying it. And the reason why I'm buy- not buying it because I know the competitive nature of most coaches and most players. And you would basically have to wipe them out not to play. And I just don't believe Florida State. I just don't believe that if a team – this is like, you know, they always say you can't reason with unreasonable people. And it seems to me 
that Clemson did everything in their power to do the right thing and to make sure that, you know, they comply with the ACC and everything. It's just like it was convenient for Florida State because one guy did have COVID and it was a way out of the game. I just don't know if a medical expert without going through the coach, the head coach at a major university would have made that decision and say, well, we're canceling. And it's up to the medical expert to do that. Just doesn't seem quite right. It just seems a little off. And I can understand how Florida State may come and say that this is our protocol and this is what happened, even though I think it should have been more of an ACC thing. And I'm wondering why the ACC did kind of jump in a little bit more. Yeah. But I think that it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, I, I know I'm just a guy who used to play or whatever like that, but I have common sense and it doesn't seem to mesh well. It just doesn't. Something's funny. It seems like, you know what, we still can play this game. But they decided, they saw a loophole, and they took advantage of it because, quite honestly, Florida State at this point in time is a mess a major mess where the players are flipping on them. They don't want to play. He doesn't have, he doesn't feel right about the players he has in place. So this was a convenience for them to get out of this game. Yep. Especially when you're being reasonable and saying, Hey, we would do this. Or, Hey, here's option two. And they're just like, no, 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 no. To me, maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist, but it doesn't set right. It's not right. And I guarantee you a lot of people in the football arena thinks the same thing. And I think Dabo Swinney has the right to be upset. Mm-hmm. He has the absolute right to be upset. And all of a sudden now he can't express his feelings. Right. And yeah, he it- can't say what he feels about it. Well, I mean, well, doc, <laughs> we can't do anything anymore, huh? No, it doesn't seem that way. And, yeah. and, he, and here's the thing. And, and here's the thing. Also, you, you talked about how Clemson tried to say, hey, let's Clemson offered to say, hey, look, we'll pay for another round test on their own dime and get the whole team tested. And if we pass, then we play Saturday night, Sunday or Monday. Right. All right. Florida State, as you said, each to those things said no. So Clemson's like they had no choice but to go back. So Clemson gets back, you know, and Sunday morning they have to go do the standard test because you got to do it every Sunday. Levon, I'm going to ask you this question. Guess how many Clemson players tested positive on Sunday night? How many? That'd be zero. Yeah, I kind of thought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but my, I guess my tone gave it away. The, so zero is how many tested positive. So they could have played that game. There was no reason for it. Now, I'm going to give you my reason why I think they didn't want to play this game. And first of all, go back to the Friday night when Clemson's medical team is telling Florida State's medical team that they had a positive test. Let's go back to those conversations. The ACC's on that call and the two medical teams for each school. Okay, LaVon, there's no rule because I called the ACC and asked. There's no rule that says 
a coach can't be on those calls. There's none. So if a coach wants to get on it, he can get on there and listen if he wants to. But I asked, is it normal for a coach to get on that call? Right. And everybody that I talked to at different places, the conference and at some other schools, and I'm not saying all because I didn't call everybody, but just kind of wanted to get a feel. Mm-hmm. They all said that was very abnormal. Right. That the head coach was on the call on Friday night. That was very abnormal. So my thinking is, and he used the word himself in the press conference. He says, when they heard that information, that's when it escalated to the decision they made on Saturday morning. So that means when you got off the phone from listening, you talked to your medical people, and you were talking about it all night long, not with just your medical people probably, but probably with your coaches too. You can't tell me he wasn't. He was. Right. Now, Will, where are you going with all this, right? Where am I going with all this, LeVon? Well, let me tell you this. Florida State had two scholarship quarterbacks left on the roster, two, which is the minimum required. Right. One of those two quarterbacks who's going to start the game is not 100%. He might be somewhere between 70 and 80%, a little bit like DJ was at Notre Dame. Right. The other guy they had is a uh, true freshman who basically was the fourth team quarterback going into the season. He's basically, and I don't mean this kid's probably a good high school player, probably a good college player. I'm not saying this. He's playing Division One football. But, LeVon, between you and me, he's probably the guy they get on scholarship for good grades. Let's just say what it is. Yeah. He's the guy you don't want out there unless, oh, my gosh, something you very bad You don't ever want him out there. Right. Something very bad's happened. Well, that was going to be their second option if their guy got hurt. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you're trying to build the program. You're trying to build your team. You've had players opting out all year. You're not, you don't got the total trust of the team yet. But you've had some positive momentum where team they were starting to play better and they were getting competitive and stuff like that. The last thing you wanted to do was play Clemson, an angry Clemson team, let's keep in mind, that's just coming off a loss. Trevor Lawrence playing his first game back. You've got deficiencies everywhere on defense. You get beat 70 to nothing. He's lost his team. They're done. You and I both know that. They're done at that point. That's what I think this came down to. This was a way, as you said, for Florida State to figure out a way not to play this game. And then he also – this is also what he had that nobody knows about. Okay, so we ran a story yesterday that this game probably will not be played. It will not be – it will be canceled. And here's why. Because if Clemson is to win out, they would be um, 8-1 and in the ACC. They would right. automatically earn a bid to the to the AC championship game, but will what about Miami? They have they still got a game to play. They're going to play that game, Levon, on December nineteenth, the same day of the, of the ACC championship game. So the ACC's already made the decision. If Clemson and Notre Dame have qualified by that point, have played enough games to qualify, then they earn it just because of the year that we're in. Then they earn the right. right to play. The Miami game doesn't matter. So Miami can just play Georgia Tech basically as a exhibition game if you will you know just sure. so they can have a game but it really won't count toward the conference so clemson has already said they don't want to make any decisions on the florida state game until they play Pitt and virginia tech and then at that point mm-hmm. they'll see where they are and they'll make a decision well they would already earn a bit spot in the ac championship game they don't need to play that game that game will be canceled if that happens right 
Wait, what about Notre Dame? They got to play on the twelfth. No, not necessarily. They're playing Wake Forest. I can see the ACC because they have not done anything with that Duke Wake Forest game that was postponed mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. They've just kind of left it sitting up there, probably for a moment like this, to where they could say, "Okay, Clemson's getting a week off. They've earned a spot. We're going to go ahead and give Notre Dame a spot." Because they can't play it for another week because they got to get it done by the 19th because the college football playoff committee is the 20th. So they have to play it on the 19th. They got no choice. So my whole point, all that is Clemson and Notre Dame, if Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins one of their last two next two games, they both are going to qualify for the AC championship game. Clemson Florida State game is going to be canceled. Wake Forest is going to play Duke now. The Notre Dame Wake Forest game will be canceled. I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. All right, just just me saying, just me reading the tea leaves. And I bring all best back to Florida State. And Mike Norvell, he played his card. This is what he's hoping. He doesn't have to play Clemson at all. So that's why he's going out and telling the media, oh, we'll be happy to play Clemson in December. We'll, 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 we're, we're, gonna, we're not trying to dodge them because we're going to play them in December. All the while, he knows the chances of that happening are slim to none. Yeah, man, it's an example I use as that girl that you go on a date. She says, come back, come back. But you know good and well that that's not really going to happen anymore. And if you're Clemson or the guy who drove two hours on that date, you are pissed. You are. And you look at them differently now. Mm-hmm. So next time you play them, you're not going to be that friendly. All the all the protocols that you normally have, they're out the door now. They're out the door. And like I said before, I'm not going to sit – I can't – well, not saying I can't, but you let it out there perfectly, Will. But me just being an observer and maybe looking at it and studying, it's fishy. Mm-hmm. Something is up. <laughs> that should have never happened. No. The day of the game, and now, oh, well, you know, we're not going to play. So I, I, I brought you roses. Now these roses are going to go to waste. You know, I had these plans, and now I'm out of whatever, however much money that I'm out of. In Clemson case, you're talking about around two hundred to $300,000 you're out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm upset. And you ask me the question, I'm going to tell you, I'm upset. Yeah, I'm upset. How do you think I'm supposed to react? Exactly. And, yeah, and people, people think that the people think they're, you know, they're, you know, they think they're, uh, they're a little self-righteous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Word. A little self-righteous when they, they judge other folks and how other folks should react. But I'm saying if this situation happened to you, and in the position that Clemson is in, how would you have felt as a fan base, as a coaching staff, as players? I know as a player perspective and as a coaching a coach perspective, I am upset that this happened. Mm-hmm. I am upset because we did everything we were supposed to do. And you're just being unreasonable. And you don't want to go through something. So it's convenient that you cancel this game because you're a mess. You know you're a mess. And you don't want any part. You have no appetite for what the Tigers are going to put down on you 
mm -hmm. um, Saturday at noon. You want no part of that because you're hanging by a thin string anyway. Yep. By the hair of your chinny chin chin, <laughs> you are hanging. And you like, hey, you know what? We can use this and we can get out of this game. Yep. Loophole. I don't care what you, I don't care what people say and how you try to rationalize it. I don't care. Yeah. This was a convenient way to get out of this game, and that's what they did. And and Dabo and and this is why Dabo's mad. This is why, you know, and he and as I said earlier, his medical staff got attacked. And then, you know, and so he was responding to that, taking care first of all, you know, he's gonna take up for his guys. I mean, these are the guys that he's trusted all year. And by the way, Mike Norvell, who who said that uh, we, LeVon, this is what he said. I was listening to the press conference. This is what he said. We had a situation earlier this year where we had a player and a coach who were showing symptoms, and we did not put them on the plane, and they did not travel with us because we didn't want to risk our team or the other team. And I, Clemson had a player practice throughout the week showing symptoms, and Clemson put a player who was showing symptoms on the plane. No, that is incorrect. Clemson did none of that. He didn't show symptoms. He didn't practice on Monday and Tuesday when he did show mild symptoms. He didn't practice. He only practiced when he was cleared by the medical team at Clemson, who if you have said you don't trust by your actions, you're the one out there putting out false information that everybody in the mom is running with because you put it out first so people hear what they hear first and they think that's the truth. And this is a guy who's lied to his team twice during the year. Okay, first with the Black Lives Matter stuff. He lied to his players there. His All-American defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson, called him out in national media. said, right. Coach never told us that. Called him out. Mm -hmm. He comes back and apologized for lying. Then he gets called by several players for lying about the COVID protocols. Lying again. Getting caught in public by his players for lying again. And this is the guy you're going to believe? This is the all-high-mighty guy that you're putting up here and saying he's better than Dabo Sweeney, and Dabo Sweeney needs to act more like Florida State, and Florida State's the best thing ever when it comes to COVID protocols? Come on, man. It's just, LeBron, what's going on here? What's wrong with our people? and our, What's wrong with our media? Oh, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're because of the success of the Clemson Tigers and the success of Dabo, most, most people – they don't really like – I don't think they like excellence. They like when you're coming up, but when you're on top, they tend to want to find faults, and they tend to pick. You know, you see it on every – you see it with Bill Belichick. You see it with Coach K at Duke. They do their damnness to find fault, even mm -hmm. if those guys are dead right. And in this case, we all know who was right, who is doing the right thing. But you got some people like, well, whether they like Clemson or not, went after it. And that's what people do when you're talking about the Yankees, you're talking about the great teams. They tend to go after those teams. Yeah. And I think that's just simply what it is. But who, who are you going to believe? I mean, let's look at the situation also. You're criticizing Dabo Sweeney, and let's just – did we forget that Dabo Sweeney's medical staff came to him before the Boston College game and said, hey, coach, I want to let you know that um, even though he's probably going to be better by next Wednesday or Thursday, Trevor's not going to be able to play next Saturday against Notre Dame. 
exactly. because we we need to hold him because of we just need to make sure. Now and Dabo could have told his medical staff, no, no, he's playing, and, right. and Dabo didn't care about his players. But what did Dabo Sweeney do in the biggest game of this college football season? Not just at Clemson, but the entire college football season. What did he do, Levon? He held his All American Heisman Trophy hopeful quarterback out of the game for the betterment of Trevor Lawrence. And yet you're questioning Dabo Sweeney in his intents and his intentions? Come on, man. Did y'all they forget about that? Especially with the second string offensive line. Yeah. Just really doesn't make any sense, to be honest with you. It it really doesn't. And I guarantee you if Florida State thought they were competitive and had a chance to win this game, they would have played the game. Mm -hmm. Wish they would have. They would have played the game. If they thought they had a chance, they would have played the game. But like I said, it was convenient for them that this happened. And they could say, no, 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 no matter what is said, no matter what options are presented, we're not going to play this game. And that's what went down. And I am selling whatever Florida State was trying to, uh, you know, whether you're buying or selling, I was selling that explanation they were trying to give on the reason why they wasn't playing the game and the reason why they had to cancel. It doesn't make common sense it for doesn't. them to do that. It just doesn't. And Dabo's quote I mean, was accurate. When you when you think about it, a lot of times you go with your gut. You know, you go with your common sense. You trust your eyes. I trust my eyes on this one. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to. Play. They canceled this game because they quite simply did not want to play. Yep, I totally agree. Is that. And Dabo's quote was, "They want to blame it on Corona, but that they're just using it as an excuse." And and it's been used as an excuse. You hear yep. people all the time, oh, Corona's bad out there. Mm-hmm. But they have to go somewhere. Corona's not a factor. Yep. And Dabo can say, it's not Corona. They just want to use that as the excuse. Dabo, yeah, it's convenient. Because when, you, when you've done everything the ACC set out, and Dabo was on those meetings, so was Mike Norvell, there's a reason why they expanded the roster, traveling roster this year from 72 to 80, because you could have an opportunity where a chance where there's a player – or a couple players who will test positive from the Friday test, and you'll you'll have to, you want to have wiggle room, especially with offensive linemen. Levon, as you know, is a very important position. You want to have the wiggle room and have those extra bodies yeah. on, so you have them available to play. So that's why all that was put in place for a purpose like this. If something like this happened, if Florida State just you know, and, was, and then it also was, it was shady at best. Yeah, and, and then if you're gonna, if you say you have high standards for your protocols, shouldn't you call Clemson and tell Clemson what your high standards are before they get on a plane? Exactly. So. Yeah, that's why you never see it done the day before the game. I mean, the day of the game. Mm-hmm. That's why you never see it done the day of the game. Correct. Because things were not done right. They were not. I'm going to pretend I'm not a very educated man at this point in time, and I'm just going to use just my old common sense. I'm just going to use that. Street smarts. Yeah, I'm just going to use my street smarts. They did not want to play that game because they know what time it is. And by, and what I mean by what time it is, they're, they're going to get it handed to them. They're going to lose that game. And it wasn't going to be a, just a loss. It was going to be an ugly loss. Yeah, you thought that last time we went to Tallahassee was ugly. This was going to be even worse than that. 
<laughs> so you got an opportunity. Somebody gives you a chance to say, "Hey, we can, hey, we can weasel out of this game." They took it. Yep. They took it, and no matter how reasonable Clemson was in all their requests and all the options they gave Florida State and what they said they would do, Florida State was going to say no, no matter what. Because who says no to Clemson saying we'll stay till Monday night? I mean Monday night. You know how much that would cost Clemson to stay an extra two nights in a hotel with a football yeah. team? That ain't cheap. And Clemson saying we'll stay two we'll we'll stay two more nights <clears> to play <throat> this game because they knew Clemson wanted to play it. And they already knew they're down there. It's expensive. Like you said, three hundred thousand dollars. You gotta play the game. So, you know, <laughs> I'm with Dabo. I'm one hundred percent behind Dabo on this. He was totally right. He has every right to be mad. And it has nothing to do with COVID. He he is exactly right. And this is about principle and this is about following the rules and not making your own rules as you go along, which is what Florida State did. And just like every guy who's been on that date, they understand too. <laughs> I think anybody's ever been on the date and got stood up, like Clemson got stood up, they understand the frustration and why you would never look at them the same again. I think me and you went on the dated the same girl. I think on that because you, that that sounded your situation sounded very similar to something I experienced. So yeah, I think and that you might don't be- look at and all of a sudden she just became so unattractive to you. You <laughs> don't even know why you waste your time. <laughs> and that's the and that would be the feeling that the Clemson Tigers will have for Florida for Florida State for the rest of time. Totally agree. That's that rival has just became very heated. It is now in second place to the South Carolina Gamecocks of rivalry games. Exactly. And I think at one point it wasn't really a hatred. Oh, now it's a hatred. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now we just don't like you. As long as Mike Norvell's there, I think you're right. As long as Mike Norvell is there, we're not gonna like you. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be better. ever, ever again. Good luck coming to t- uh, Death Valley next year because that's where they're yeah. coming. Hey, don't call me. Don't write me. Don't don't tell me any more excuses. I'm not going to accept them. As a friend, and of mine, honestly, let's be for real. If I'm Dabo and we play him next year, I am trying to lit like that scoreboard up to hundred. Like my friend Lewis, uh, I hope Lewis is listening today. But like my friend Lewis tweeted at me when I ran my story the other day. He says, "Yeah, and this is why when DJ you." throws a 70-yard bomb in the fourth quarter next year. This is why. And I thought, that's a great tweet. That is. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> You're going to cancel a date with me? How dare you? Yep. How dare you? Yeah, and now you want me to be nice? <laughs> you want to you, you go on a date three weeks from now? I'm right here. And you don't want to go on a date? You only get fed? <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. Well, we're not going to go for that. So, yeah, that's that. There you go. That's that. Well, you know what? Let's go to something good, okay? okay? And you watched it last night. I did, too. And this is something to talk about for a little bit as well. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Uh, Clemson comes in at number three in the rankings. Alabama, number one, no surprise. Notre Dame at number two, no surprise. Clemson, three. Ohio State four, followed by Texas A&M and Florida at five and six. LeVon, 
were you surprised to see Clemson at number three? I was a little bit surprised. I, I thought they were going to be number four. Ohio State was going to be three because Ohio State, you know, they're undefeated, even though they only played three games. You, I had that feeling that maybe, you know, wow, Clemson's going to stay at number four. I don't think they should go down any, you know, they just played uh, another Dane team that was highly ranked and they lost. And you don't have your starting quarterback and a lot of other guys and that game went to double, double overtime. So <clears throat> you had a feeling that Clemson's going to stay in the top four. To be in the top three was a little bit of a surprise. But if you look at the Indiana game versus Ohio State, you can see why the committee might have thought that Ohio State maybe not as good as we thought they were. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it was a surprise, but I can see their logic behind it. Yeah, I, I was surprised too. And so, as you know, I'm sitting there having to do my job. So I'm writing mm-hmm. as it's going along. And so what I do, because, you know, I'm a nerd. We've talked about this before. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so I like to do my own polls and stuff and I try to figure things out. So, you know, I got my own top 25 there and um, I did pretty good for the most part on where I've pitzled teams in and stuff like that, where the I thought the rankings would have them. And right. so when I got to 15, 15 to number three, I was spot on. I got every single one of them right. Nailed it. Yeah. I, I felt proud about patting myself on the back here. So, but then, like, you know, by the way ESPN was doing it, how they went, like, they went five, six and five, and then they went one and two. And I said, oh, something's up with three and four, because I don't understand why they would be doing three yeah. and four this way. So when they did that, I was like, they're going to flip, because I had Clemson four. So mm-hmm. I was like you. So I was a little surprised, too, because I thought, you know, Clemson losing the game, that would probably, you know, and people still, even though Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence against Boston College, even though Tyler Davis didn't play against Boston College, Neither did Mike Jones, and neither did James Skowski. People like Joey Galloway yesterday was like, before the show came on, he was talking about how Clemson struggled against Boston College. And I'm like, dude, they had like four or five starters out of the game. Pay attention, man. They didn't have – You know, sometimes I think those guys don't really pay attention to the game. I don't think so either. So I was just like – I think they get information they read about it. They don't really pay attention to the game. Guys like me and you, we actually watch the game. Right. Yeah, we understand the significance of not having certain players in there. I guarantee you they probably didn't know that Skalski or Tyler Davis didn't play in that game. Oh, I guarantee you didn't. I, 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 Why would he say I something like that? Didn't, I know. Yeah, because he would say something like that. You have, would not have put that um, conversation out there. Exactly. I totally agree with you. These guys, sometimes I have respect for everybody. But sometimes I believe that these people do not actually watch the game. They watch the highlights. Mm-hmm. Because if you know football at all, you understand why Tyler Davis was sorely missed. You understand why those three defensive guys that we have. And when you lose three defensive guys on your team, that's hard, dude. Yeah. That's hard. And you can say how much depth you have or whatever. Your depth is gone now. Yeah. And your three starters are gone. You losing three starters on a defense, man, especially kind of in the middle. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. So, oh, you didn't play good against Boston College. Explain to me why they did not play good. Yeah. 
Don't just say, well, they didn't play good. Explain to me why they didn't play good. Exactly. Well, they played well enough because guess what they did? When most teams would have folded in the tent, they came back in that third quarter with a second-string quarterback and won the game. Shut Boston College down. So for you to make that statement, to me, that tells me with all the resources that you have, it's not really watching the game. Mm -hmm. Or doing your research. Yeah. You know, just do your research. Like, okay, why did Clemson struggle against Boston College? Let me see. That score says 34-28. Well, what happened? Go go research it. It's easy to find out. It's out there. I mean, I wrote about it. Other guys wrote about it. Other guys, other guys wrote about it. It's in the game notes. I mean, there's ways to f- research it, you know, if you want to know why that happened. And so that was his reasoning for, like, he didn't think Clemson should be number three because they almost lost to Boston College. Look, they won. They won in a way when most teams, as you said, would have lost because um, they're playing without play- starters. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think Clemson – and I, I liked – you know, I was on the call with the committee chairman last night um, – and he was asked that question, why did Clemson jump Ohio State? Why was Clemson number three? And he said, because we really looked at the injuries that Clemson had, how dominant they were before the injuries and COVID hit them. He said how dominant they were week in and week out. And he says, they went to Notre Dame, and they didn't have their starting quarterback. They didn't have three starters on defense. And they got several guys injured during the game. And yet they still were in position to win it at the end, and it went into double overtime. And for them, they thought, this is his words, Clemson right now is the more complete team than Ohio State. And I totally agree with that. And the body of work of Ohio State is only like three games. Mm-hmm. That has to be a factor in it too. I don't know if Ohio State are, are missing guys or whatever, but they seem to be pretty healthy going to that Indiana game. And they seem to have that game under control. 35-7. Indiana really – so Indiana actually came back and made it very close, and the game was up in the air in that fourth quarter. Yeah, had the ball twice with a chance to tie it. So their 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 body of work, if you think about it, really probably shouldn't go into, shouldn't go ahead of Clemson because Clemson has beaten Miami when they were ranked. When they were everybody was saying this Miami team is dangerous, they beat them down. Uh, the Miami team that had lost since. Boston College might have got every break in the book when they play. I'm talking about fortunate. I'm talking about the law of momentum on their side, and they still couldn't get it done. Yep. They still couldn't get it done. So if you look at that body of work, I can see why the committee put Clemson third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. And it doesn't, I mean, I was surprised. But I'm not surprised if that makes any sense at all. I mean, right. well, if you, you think know. about it, you're, you know, I'm surprised initially. But once we started talking about it, I was like, okay, now I can really see it. Yeah. I can really see it. And the thing I liked about it was the committee has already started off this year saying, we're going to have the four best teams no matter what. It's not going to be about conference affiliation, it's not going to be about this or that. It's going to be who they think are the four best teams and the reasons why. And they proved that right off the bat last night by putting Clemson at number three. Because I've watched Ohio State play. I've watched Alabama play. I've watched, obviously, Notre Dame play. Um, I've watched Texas A&M and Florida. Um, I've watched pretty much all, to be honest with you. But the contenders, I've watched them all multiple times. 
And I'm not saying Clemson is better than any of them right now, but Clemson's definitely as good. And Clemson's a, a, a better team in the sense of the things they can do. So I see positives on every team, but I think Clemson can be any one of those five teams that I just listed other than them. Let me ask you a question, Will. It may be a little off script here. Yeah. But who really should win the Heisman Trophy camp, Heisman Trophy this year? Who really should win it? Well, it's supposed to go to the most outstanding player in college football. That's that's the number one thing. So, <laughs> so it depends on what your definition of most outstanding player is. So, the most outstanding player in college football, let me tell you, too, Will, is yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm with you. I was going to go if that Trevor path. Trevor if he plays these two games, if he played those two games he missed, he is probably the Heisman Trophy winner. Well, you figure no he's two touch. You figure Clemson's two touchdowns better in both those games with him in there, right? And, and if Sometimes that if that doesn't tell you you're the most outstanding player, then what does? Yeah. And, and I'm with you 100. percent I think I think he is the best player. I think when he goes to play Notre Dame, if Clemson can get to that point, we're going to talk about that here in a minute when we go to the pit. If Clemson can win these next two games and they get to the AC championship game, that's going to be his opportunity to have a Heisman moment. And I think he's going to have it. Back. But now you don't hear you don't hear anybody talking about it as a Heisman Trophy candidate. You know they're talking about it as a candidate, but not win. Yeah, they're giving it to to trash kid and um, right, uh, yeah. and Mac Jones at, at Alabama. Who, unfortunately, that would be a tragedy because I remember the same thing when we talked about Deshaun Watson should have won it his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's he very similar. Won. Yeah, he yeah. It's very similar, but we all know who the better player was. Even though I will say this, we've talked about it. Derrick Henry's done pretty good. <laughs> it doesn't minimize what he, he did. It right. doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they both can't be great players and worthy of the Heisman Trophy. Right, exactly. Like that year, my man got hosed. I, I'm with you 100% on that. Um, yeah, he I, got hosed. And, and you can make an argument, even though Lamar had a great year and did some crazy things. He had a great game versus Clemson on prime time. Right. And basically the, the the talking heads already basically put the Heisman in his hands. Yeah, exactly. Because if you go by the, after the end of the year, there wasn't nobody playing better than Deshaun Watson. There was nobody the playing better than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. But that game determined because you got all your talking heads on TV saying, oh, my God, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. That's all you heard. Yeah. And That's then all you heard, though. And then they lose three out of four at the end of the year. Clemson goes on to win the national championship. But that's that's why you shouldn't give out the award to the end of the year. I'm, I've been a big believer on that. We've talked about this before, and I think there's too many voters. Heard Desmond Howard say that the other day. So I'm going to applaud Desmond for that, that uh, he's with me on that thing, that there's just too many voters. Um, you know, Johnny Johnson from down the street shouldn't have a Heisman vote. You know, You follow me? He really should. <laughs> He really should. You should have one before him. <laughs> well, thank I'm not saying I should have one, but I mean, there's some people that have one that I don't know if they really look at the game. Yeah. I don't know if they really look at the players. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think they do either. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, we got to talk before we get out of here real fast. Talk about Pitt because Clemson's moved on to Pitt, so we need to, right? Um, sure. This is a man, dude. I hate coincidences, okay? This is so much of a coincidence. Pitt's record in 2016, what do you think it was coming into Death Valley? Uh, they were probably uh, – I don't know. I, I really forget, but they wasn't that great. 
Yeah, they're five and four. Yeah, same as they are now. <laughs> same as they are now. Yeah. Clemson had a long winning streak, home winning streak going on in that game yeah. that came in here. It was senior day, senior right. day. Um, I don't like these coincidences. The only thing that makes me feel good, Levon, they don't have James Conner. <laughs> and they're not running that. And they're not running a little supple pass they ran like five thousand times in the uh, last time they played. Exactly, and I they hope they don't. Out for that. Yeah, I think I think Brent's going to be watching out for that one in this game too. But hey, man, so <laughs> so tell me what you think. Yeah, Clemson Pitt three thirty in Death Valley Senior Day for those who can come to the game. Get there a little bit early. Honor these seniors as they're trying to become the first ever senior class at Clemson to go an entire career undefeated in Death Valley. That's amazing, ain't it? That is uh, tremendous. That's a wonderful thing, and you really wish them all the best. You know, I, I think Pitt is a, you know, they're a tough, gritty team. I look at what they do as far as getting out the passer, and they do a great job of rushing the passer. They really do. Uh, I just think that, I think that when you have that kind of team that loves to rush the passer, they're probably not that great against the run. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that although they have an experienced quarterback in, in Biddles, I, I think that Clemson is going to take control of this game. It may be a struggle in the first quarter, but I see them taking over second, third, fourth quarter, and Trevor's going to shine. He's going to play well, and they're going to be energized. They're going to be ready to play. So um, I think this is really – you never underestimate – and me being a player and a coach, you never – you really never underestimate a team. And it's not saying that Pitt is not capable. Right. I don't think – I think that Clemson is going to come ready, focused, and they're going to play a very good game. And um, I can see Clemson winning this game by three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I can see – I do think Clemson's the better team And when I look at this game. And, you know, I think – here's my concern for Pitt, okay? It's my, it's my main concern. Their defensive line is tremendous. Yeah. And they don't even have their best player. He opted out before the season even started. Oh yeah, still so good up front. And they, you know, they're 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 what I think number two in the country in tackles for a loss, number one in the country in sacks. Um, you know, they 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 do they they they're like in the top ten in run defense. They do a good job. What they're going to want to do is they're going to load the box and they're going to shut you down in the running game, and they're going to play man, press man defense. They play a lot of cover zero. They play a lot of cover one. And they really put pressure on their corners. And you've seen them get burned this year because of that. And that's – but the thing I worry about is Clemson's offensive line because they've struggled, as we've seen, the last few weeks. I mean, they have. Let's just call it what it is. Right. So how do you counter that? Well, you got a quarterback who gets the ball out of his hands quickly. That's one. That's one. Secondly, you got a running back who can become a weapon in the passing game. Now, when that pit came in with the same style in 16, Clemson didn't, you know, as good as Wayne Gallman is, Wayne Gallman is not Travis Etienne. And right. Clemson didn't have that extra outlet, you know, so they were just trying to get, you know, Deshaun was just trying to get the ball in his hands and go downfield and stuff like that. Having Travis Etienne back there to get the ball in his hands, he's going to be a mismatch for every linebacker. So if they want to do it, I could see Clemson going a lot of empty sets. You're putting Travis out in the slot. You're putting him out wide. You're doing everything to create mismatches. And I think Travis Etienne is going to have a huge game as a receiver in this game. Right. 
I think they'll do just enough to run to keep him honest. But then I think as a receiver, he's going to go for like 10 catches, 145 yards, something ridiculous because I just don't see anybody that they can match up with him. Right. You know, I also see Trevor as a weapon, too, with his legs as well. And I think that he does get the ball out very quickly. And a lot of times you can't really get a lot of sacks on him or even pressure on him because how quickly he makes decisions and get the ball out. So I think sometimes when you have a great pass rushing team, they're probably great because they got you in third and 15, third and long situation. Now those guys can really get out. I think if Clemson could keep, keep the sticks pretty even, then they got, they got so many weapons, especially the two main weapons they got with ETN and Lawrence that it can keep the pit defensive line a little honest. Mm-hmm. I guarantee if I go back and I look at all the sacks they got, it's probably in situations where quarterback can't really escape. It's a long yardage situation, and now you're playing into their hands. I think if Clemson don't play into their hands, they'll be fine. Yeah, and another concern I have, and and, and is the uh, Clemson hasn't played now, and it'll be 21 days, which will be the longest streak, the longest amount of time in a regular season. For Clemson not playing a game since 1918, and why is that significant? Well, that was the last time there was a global pandemic. Right. Uh, that was the Spanish flu. So um, it's kind of interesting that's the case um, on that. So anyway, we as we look at this game, the thing I'm concerned about is rustiness. Okay, you've got Pittsburgh on the other side. They've played two really good games the last two weeks. They've, they've, they beat Florida State 41-17 down Tallahassee. Then last week they just dismantled Virginia Tech forty-seven to fourteen. Did it with sixteen players on the COVID list, by the way. Yeah, that. You know that was that was an impressive performance. Kenny Pickett's back off of injury. Their quarterback, he's playing really well. So in other words, they got a little continuity going, little momentum going there, Levon, on that yeah. side of the ball. So they're feeling good about themselves. Clemson hadn't played in three weeks. Right. First of all, so I'm gonna ask you as a defensive guy first, how hard is that to get back into the flow of the game when you've been off for that long? Yeah, it's a little bit difficult, you know, when you haven't played in a long time. I've never really experienced experienced not playing for 21 days. So I can't speak on it as far as personal experience. But I, 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 I related to every time the offseason would come about and you're, you're doing those preseason practices. And those first couple of days, man, it – you are rusty because you have not practiced tackling or even what they call thudding up. Mm-hmm. You haven't done it in a while. So it's a little, you're a little bit off your game. So I can see that too. But what I'm hoping is that their training does come in. It's not like it's a whole off season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 21 days. You're going to still, you're going to, after uh, maybe the first quarter or so, you'll get the feel back and you'll get back into flow. So although that's a concern and I can understand that concern, I don't think it's going to, they're just going to be rusty the whole game. And what you hope too, that takes over is they have great energy throughout the game as a defensive, um, as a defensive team, they have that great energy and they can prevent the big plays. I feel like they're going to be fine, but it cannot let the big, big plays happen. Um, like they did with Notre Dame. They can't let the big pass play or a long run affect them. If they can keep it 
um, if they can keep it within reason, then they're going to be fine. So you know how you know what big plays does. I don't care if you're a great defense, man. I slip here and somebody gets a long run or somebody gets a long pass, it's 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the hole. So as long as they don't get in the hole and don't allow big plays, I feel like this team is going to rebound. They, you know, they get the sea legs back and they'll be okay. And, and, and it's, fun, it's interesting you say they don't, as long as they don't get in a big hole, and that is a big deal because – and the reason why is because you've got an offense now that hasn't played in three weeks either. It's harder for an offense to really kind of find its rhythm. And you get a quarterback who hadn't played in five weeks. I mean, right. let's, uh, let's not forget that. You know, that's why – another reason why I think Dabo wanted to play so bad <laughs> last week is he wanted his quarterback to kind of be yeah. able to get back in rhythm and with oh, his cool. wide receivers. And um, when you're playing – especially when you're playing a pit team that's going to – shut you down in the running game and they're going to, they want you to play pitch and catch and never before has it been important for Clemson to catch the football as it's going to be this weekend. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. It'd be an interesting game. You know, I, like I said before, it, it will be, but um, if, if Clemson can get their sea legs back, they'll be fine. And the one thing I do know about this team is they're, they are a hard practicing team and usually your training kind of takes over. So hopefully that's the case, that their training and what they've been doing for the past few years and this season will take over and they can handle it. All right, man. Well, that's it, man. That's all we got, man. Oh, man. This was fun, dude. This was fun. Always fun, man. Always I, fun. But do you like my analogy with the dating? Yeah. Oh, no. I, that It's like, man, it's like you, like me and you dated the same girl. Like, you know, it's like that's. We, we all dated that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Every guy listening to this podcast knows Every exactly what we're talking about. This podcast as old enough has really dated that girl. <laughs> and we all know how we feel about that girl now. That's the same way that the Clemson Tigers feel about Florida State. <laughs> and on that note, we're gonna get all out of here on that. All right, LeVon, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us this week, man. We'll 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 talk to you next week. Hey man, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You guys have a great time and uh, we'll see you next week, buddy. You as well, Will. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk later. All right, and we'll see you guys next week, too, on uh, Inside Clemson Football with LeVon Kirkland. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.